On Brooklyn's Radio, this is Janet Shell's Classical Collection. And welcome back to the Classical Collection. And I now have in my studio with me uh, Alex Ruse, who was a, until recently, was a lay clerk at Guildford Cathedral. Hello, Alex. Hello, Janet. Thank you for having me. Now, the last time I saw you, Alex, you were wearing a red suit and being quite, well, a dragon, in fact. Yes, with a remarkable hat. With a remarkable hat that I don't know how you sang with, to be perfectly honest. Well, it did fall off. But, did it? Uh, oh, I don't remember did. that bit. <laughs> I remember that you did manage to get away most of the time. You just sat sort of in your cave and then you came yeah. out and had a fight scene as well. Yeah, yeah, fight scene in which I died. Yeah, um, that's it. That yeah. was the point of the work. That <laughs> was the point of the opera. But, uh, it, uh, yeah, that was fun. Great. It was great fun. It was really nice to do a new work as well. Yeah, because it was a work by Malcolm Archer, George and the Dragon. It's for children's, uh, as well as an adult choir, isn't it? Yes, children and adults and uh, and a handful of soloists with a a small orchestra. And I think it's it's actually a, a wonderful piece and I hope it... Gets uh, mm. gets done more. I think Malcolm was really looking at maybe expanding it and making it into more of a like Ooh, a full one act, grand grander work. work. We shall see. <laughs> Good luck with that, Malcolm. Um, okay, so um, Alex Lay Clark at Guildford Cathedral. I know what that means, but some of our listeners might not. Do you just want to explain what what that okay. is? Okay, um, a lay clerk is one of the gentlemen of the choir, although technically it's not restricted to only men, but these are the, the people that sing alto, tenor and bass. The children are in the front row singing the treble line and um, we are often re- referred to as the back row. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, other cathedrals and uh, places call them lay vicars or vicars choral, um, but at Guildford we're called lay clerks and we sing all of the choral services during school terms and so that's even song every day at 5:30 during the week except Wednesdays and oh. three services on Sundays oh my God, that's an awful i mean that is a lot of your time isn't it do you find it a big commitment on time um it is and it isn't um it's one of the great things about it is it's a very enjoyable commitment um you know, to to sing for a living is really uh, uh, it's a, a joy and a pleasure. Yes. And I feel very privileged um, to How be. How long able have to you work. done that for, actually? The, the, uh, at Guildford. At Guildford, I was there for five years. Oh gosh! So you probably got. Did you find the same pieces coming back round? I mean, do they have set pieces for Easter, Christmas, or in the liturgical calendar? Yes. Yes. So the definitely. certain anthems that have to be sung on. Well, I suppose well, it depends on the arrangements. They don't they? have to be, and we. One of the things I really loved about working at Guildford was that um, it wasn't a case of, oh, it's Easter morning, we're doing this piece again that we always do at Easter morning. It often changes, um, but we do have a standard repertoire, mm. partly because you can't expect to teach a group of children something new for every single day of the year i know it always amazes me how much they do manage to learn oh it's incredible it's absolutely incredible far more than i did as a as a chorister oh yes we're going to come on to that aren't (laughs) we you might detect that um uh, that alex is perhaps not a native of these shores so tell us a little bit about that when did you come over and what blah blah all that well i i grew up in adelaide in south australia Uh which for those who are not uh, familiar with Australian geography is in the middle at the bottom. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. Nice visual for us there. Good. Yes, it's on the edge of the Great Australian Bight. 
Oh, no, I don't know what's that. Oh, that's the that's the big curvy bit at the bottom. Oh, the bite. Okay, fine. Yes. I've learnt something today. Go on. Um, and I was a chorister at St Peter's Cathedral in Adelaide. Now, how old were you when you started doing that? I was nine, which was quite old for a chorister. Yeah, I was going to say, they start something about seven or something, don't uh, they? We, uh, at, at St Peter's, they started at six. Oh, gosh. Um, but they, when I was in primary school, they had a bit of a recruitment crisis <laughs> and expanded to include other schools, including my, my school. Mm. So they came and auditioned every boy in years four, five and six, so all the nine, ten, eleven-year-olds. Wow. And seven of us went on to be choristers. Well, that must have been a good school to provide seven boys. Oh, yes, they were very pleased with us. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a remarkable education. It was mm. just wonderful. We didn't sing every day, uh, as they do at Guildford. We only sang services on Sundays, and we had a rehearsal on Fridays. Right. Now St Peter's has a service on Friday as well, and I think also some Wednesdays. Okay. Well, look, we'll talk a little bit more about that and about your childhood in a moment, but I'd just like to get to your first piece of music. How how did we choose this? Tell me a little bit about... Look, you've got all excited there, because you I can't am, see. I'm very, very excited. excited. Go on. <laughs> this is the confitable from Mozart's Vespers. That it, This was one of the first grand works that I ever did. Now, the Mozart Vespers aren't a particularly grand work. They're a liturgical work uh, for a proper Vespers uh, mm-hmm. service. Um, and it was one of the works that I performed as a chorister. Mm. Um, and it's just, it was thrilling to sing, and it's still thrilling to sing. I love... Have you sung it as an adult then? So I have. I've, yeah. I've sung it as a... Uh, in a choir and also yeah. as one of the soloist. as the bass soloist, yes. mm-hmm. and I love the way Mozart writes for quartet soloists. Yes. Uh, it's it's quite different from his operatic writing, and mm. it's quite different from uh, any of his other things, and it's just magnificent. Great. Well, let's hear this famous piece now. <laughs> tell me, I think it was the Academy of Ancient Music with Christopher Hogwarts. It was, and oh. Choir of Winchester Cathedral. Oh yeah, fantastic. And Dame Emma Kirkby singing the soprano line. Wonderful, wonderful Dame Emma Kirkby. Still singing, still going strong after all these years. I think you were telling me in the break that you actually did a concert with her once. I did, I did earlier this year. It oh, was, was it this year? It oh, was my this gosh. year for the Brighton Fringe Festival. Wonderful. It was a, a sort of celebration of uh, 50 years um, of um, Mr. Henderson playing oh. the trumpet at oh. the church in Brighton, <laughs> and he got a, a lot of local singers and uh, local performers and a lot of his friends from his various 
jobs over jobs the years, over the yeah, years yeah. to come and put on a concert. Fantastic! And it was it was a wonderful experience. Yeah, that's great. We uh, we were saying because um, Alex has um, he does a mixture of things. Really, don't you sing some solo? Some I mean, even as a lay clerk, you get to do solo things, don't oh, you? As all well? the time. All the solo lines are taken by members of the back row, and it's shared around. Mm. Um, and of course, when there's a soprano solo, the trebles in the front oh, row yes. do it as well. And these kids do amazing things. And I should, at this point, say that two of our trebles, one yeah. girl and one boy, have made it through to the finals <gasps> of BBC Radio Two Chorister of the Year. Fantastic! Well, we wish and we're them. We're very well. proud of them. You're going to be rooting for them then. I shall be. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just let me a little bit. You've you've left the, the the choir now. You know, it must have been a wrench to leave. It was. But at the same time, these are the things you have to do if you want to move forward and just, you have to take a risk. Yes. Especially as a singer and a performer, I I feel that there's a moment which you could stay safe or you just say, do you know what, I've got to give other things. What are the other things that you're kind of playing with, if you can tell us any of those? Well, I'm... uh I'm trying to get back into a few things that I used to do when I was in Australia. Mm. Um, Because as, uh, you know, through my 20s, I was, like many people in their 20s, very indecisive. Yeah. Didn't really know what I wanted to do, so tried a lot of different things. I sang in musicals, I sang in operas, I sang in churches, I conducted choirs and orchestras. And I'm now... Uh, looking to try and do some or all of those again. Um, including the musicals? Including musicals. I have to tell you that this is a very personable, attractive young man sitting here. So, you know, this is a very important quality for musicals, <laughs> let alone being able to sing. I, I, I will have to have dance lessons, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, perhaps you could choose a music where you don't have to dance. Yes. I'm th- well, I'm thinking now that I'm, you know, getting a little older, <laughs> I... Uh, I might be going for those those sort of character oh, yes. roles, yeah, yeah, yeah. the oh, gentleman roles. You've got lifetime of doing those. That's yeah, great. Exactly. Why don't you start with those? <laughs> so yes, and conducting. I mean, that interests me because a lot of my singer friends seem to be moving into conducting as well. Like, even I fancy having a you know, I conduct a local ladies' choir, but nothing grand. But well, it's it's something I've always wanted to do. My father's a conductor. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it partly is a product of me wanting to get away from doing any kind of musical pursuit at all. Yes. I actually studied politics at university. Oh, my God. Um, because in a small town where everybody knows your parents and your siblings, um, it gets a bit wearing when you're introduced as oh, you know, yes. somebody's brother or somebody's son mm. all the time. Finding so, your own identity time. It, yeah. Mm. And... So I gave up music lessons. Mm. And so I don't actually play any instruments to any great degree. I tinkle on the piano. I can bang pots and pans at the back of an orchestra. (laughs) That's you, is it, right? (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Um, And so singing was an obvious choice. I'm very lucky that I can. Mm. Um, And how? And and so the other thing, of course, is conducting. Mm. Because I feel I... I have a great affinity with orchestras mm. um, and with choirs. I, I like to encourage people and bring them together to make wonderful music. Yes. Um, but, of course, there's also an element of ego in that 
um, I can't myself sing a soprano line, so I can at least <laughs> conduct a soprano to do it how I want them to. Yeah, of course, exactly. So if any sopranos are out there and thinking of working with Alex, you have been warned. Um, let's move on to your second piece. Tell us a little bit about why you've chosen this. This is another one that I sang as a chorister back in Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Um, it's Bruckner's Christus Factus Est. Oh, loveless. It's it's a again a wonderful piece we sing it every year at guildford as well um around about holy week so if uh, in the run-up to easter you'll always find it on the program there it's worth knowing and uh this performance in particular by st bride's fleet street is full of energy but it also one of the great things about bruckner's work is that he really uh, makes a big deal of the contrast between extreme pianissimo Mm. and very very loud great well let's hear saint bride's church with the with the wonderful bruckner christus factus est the choir of St Bride's Church giving a fabulous rendition of the Bruckner Christus Factus S which I was just saying to Alex we actually had at our wedding with various of our soloist friends um, Alex we're going to talk a bit of Bach next who truly a, a German composer and uh, you were just telling me about your introduction to Bach or when you came to Bach in your life Yes it was when I was about 22 that I first came to, was introduced to what I would consider real Bach. Jesu <laughs> um, Joy of Man's Desiring is a lovely piece and it's certain I never tire of it, to be mm. perfectly honest. Um, and that, again, I sang as a treble at every wedding we ever did. <laughs> but um, when I was in my early 20s, a friend of mine set up a group called the Canberra Bach Ensemble. Mm. I was in Canberra studying and he invited me to join. And there were 12 of us, three to a part, and we were joined by four soloists who um, usually came down from Sydney um, because they were working for the opera or the ABC or various Mm. things. Um, And they sang in the choruses as well as the, as as well as singing the Mm. solos. Um, And we sang in, in the first year, we sang about, I think it was, 12 cantatas uh, in the first year mm. um, and it's a lot of notes it's a lot of notes <laughs> and as you'll hear in, in this movement um, this is one of the first cantatas Bach wrote and it's one of the first ones we did uh, in the Canberra Bach Ensemble and this particular movement um, is I think uh, a really good example of Bach's uh, cantata writing. Mm. Um, Someone once told me that this was effectively a job interview uh, (laughs) piece that he wrote to demonstrate what he could do. More than likely. Um, And so it 
contains lots of little movements. Every line of text is set to a different style of music. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just a, a wonderful cantata with mostly choral movements. Who have we got singing it? This is Collegium Vocale Ghent, directed by Philip Herrewecher. Right. And uh, there, are, there are no solos in this, this one, so... And we just enjoy the choral sound then. That finishes on an extraordinary note. You think, okay, it's going to do something else. Does it do something else? No, that's the end of the piece. Good grief. Look, Alex, I know we could have talked for a much longer, and uh, I'm sorry that we haven't had time to do so. But thank you ever so much for popping in. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. And maybe you could come back in a year or two and let us know how things are going and what you're doing. Well, I hope things are going all right. <laughs> I think they will. I'm sure they will. And you're a very talented young man. And uh, so thank you very much for your, for your time. So that was Alex Ruse. You're listening to The Classical Collection with Janet Schell. Mm-hmm.